0: we're rolling everybody ready here we go three two one all right welcome back everyone to the uh, tmg podcast i think we're on number six podcast number six rolling along time flies Um, and we'll get right to a lot of stuff to talk to unpack this week first we want to thank our sponsors once again apbagames.com appa games the unchallenged king of quality sports strategy games Um, And also, we're coming to you live on tape from Revelation Recordings. This is our new spot. The Twitter handle is at RevRecChino, and uh, their uh, email is contact.revelationrecordings at gmail.com. This has been a great setup for us. We're getting quality stuff out here. Of course, when I walked into the studio today, the the newspaper was spread out because... uh, Juan David's father, our engineer's father, is an Air Force graduate. He has a paper all marked up. Uh, picture of it, right?
1: Class of '84.
0: He's class of '84. Class of '84. So uh, there was a picture in the L.A. Times of an Air Force player, you know, r- jumping over uh, Ralphie in uh, Colorado. So uh, the paper's all marked <laughs> up. So we will acknowledge Air Force. The the, the service ca- academies in general have been s- just splendid uh, so far. And, uh, and Air Force, uh, speaking of Air Force, they play Friday at Boise, Boise. Not Boise, Boise. And Boise means uh, the tree, If in case you're interested, all you French people. Uh, City of trees. Uh, so anyway, let's get right to a, a re- recapping a busy weekend. As usual, we'll start with what did we learn? I know what Tony learned, because he wrote about it today. Um, but uh, I'll let him speak for himself. We have Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. We have Mark Blouchen, Mr. Whatever you are, Jersey, Mr. Jersey guy, and Tom Lucci, also a Jersey guy. He'll be with us. He is. He he's in the. Uh, he's online also. Tony, what did we learn? Go ahead.
2: We learned that we're only three weeks in, and it has been a very, very difficult
0: year for quarterbacks.
2: Uh, when we went to SEC media news uh, back in July, they brought nine quarterbacks. And a bunch of us wrote at the time that this was the deepest, most talented set of quarterbacks uh, the SEC has had in a long, long time. Uh, and now we're three weeks in. Four are missing in action because of injury, and one is in bench. So five different starting quarterbacks in this league. Did not finish their games uh in the last two weeks, and it was uh, uh, and the the dearth we talked so talked about this. The lack of backup quarterbacks around college football has been a problem, and it's been a problem for a bunch of these teams. But the, the latest and one of the worst, of course, was Saturday night when Felipe Franks uh, just suffered a horrific ankle injury. Right. Ankle injury. He, he's lost for the season. So it's been a Tough, tough year already for SEC quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Um, Mark Blauchan, uh, what what did you learn over this weekend?
3: Well, I learned one, a couple of things. Never, ever trust Boston College colleges a favorite <laughs> in anything. Uh, you know, and two, the ACC is god awful this year. They are, they are beyond. They are bad is what they are.
0: They're what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> What, what, I just re- did that to
3: get you going. Hey they're they're, 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 they're uh, American Athletic Conference. American the AAC might be better than, than, the, than the ACC,
0: other New Clemson. Does the, the does the AAC, the AAC have six teams ranked in the AP top twenty right. five? The, the Pac twelve does. But go ahead. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, uh, the Citadel winning the game. I mean, oh, come on, against Georgia Tech, that was uh, brutal. Seattle.
2: That's and then again,
3: Boston Tower, the twenty twenty one point favorite, uh favorite over in Kansas, losing by twenty four, uh to a team that's, you know, that, that lost to Carolina the week before. I mean it's it's it, Syracuse, you know, gets pounded by by uh, Clemson and then Merlin, everyone's favorite from a week ago, losing to Temple. Yeah. The temple was so bad they threw them out of the big east because they weren't good enough ten years ago, fifteen years ago.
0: Uh, I'll bring in Tom Lucci for this because uh, I want to kind of follow up a little bit. Has there, can you remember a point differential like that where a team is favored by three touchdowns and loses by three touchdowns? I can't remember. I mean, it's one thing to to be upset, but to when you're a nineteen twenty point favorite and get hammered at home, I I, I don't you know. I always you could say Rutgers, but when has Rutgers ever been a a, a nineteen point favorite? At anything, Tom? Well, the
1: spring game, they were in the spring game. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was the line and on guys, the. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just tell you this because it's, it's absolutely 100% true, and you laugh when you talk about this stuff. But one year when Terry Shea was coaching, he decided to be a bright idea that the spring game should be the, vars- the Rutgers varsity, this was in the late 90s, against the alumni team. The alumni team had a 44 year old quarterback who hadn't taken a snap in a quarter century.
0: You know the L IT <laughs> up. I swear to <laughs> God, that actually happened. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but but Tom uh, Yeah, it's possible. It could be a twenty-one point favorite over somebody and lose by forty. I, I'd have to research myself too, but
1: I don't know if it's off my head.
0: Pretty pretty unusual though. I mean uh, that that kind of and you could see it, it was almost like when when BC scored on that quarterback you know, the pass to the quarterback for the touchdown. They took the lead. They're going, all right, we got this, Kansas. Uh, you know, we'll just take the rest of the night off. And they did. You have to give them credit. They did take the rest of the night off. Uh, Tom, what what else did you learn this weekend? Um, give us your best shot. Well,
1: I think um, I think some of the stuff that I, I tried to touch on in, in uh, you know, the follow-up column yeah. and, you know, the piggyback off what Tony said about quarterbacks, I think it's nationally an epidemic. And, and I use the word epidemic because – I think it's reached that point, you know, with quarterbacks uh, and, and the absence of backups, as Tony mentioned. And, and part of that is, of course, is the portal, the transfer portal. Yeah, That's the thing. And it, the, the main thing I learned is that the Big 12 offensively has now seeped into the SEC. Yeah. I, I, I was, you know, I was talking to blow up about this. I am absolutely amazed when I look back at those numbers that Alabama and SEC game on the road, passed for 455 yards or whatever the number was, and rushed for 76. And if you look at Hughes game, too, granted the opponent wasn't that good, but the ratio was 4-1, to one, pass yardage to rush yardage. Yeah. What we're seeing here is the evolution, in part because of quality quarterbacks, obviously, but
2: the evolution of offenses in the SEC. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, that, that's exactly what has happened. They, they The SEC, listen, Nick Saban m- made his piece with this idea of right before he hired Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think I've told you to the CIs before. I, 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 I've, I'm, I'm literally sitting in his office, and, and this is like four or five years ago, and I said, okay, what's next? Because Saban's always trying to stay a step or two ahead of everybody. He said, we got to start scoring more points. The game's going to change because the, the rules, they've made the rules so that it heavily favors the offense. Line can be three-and-a-half yards downfield. Uh, you know, offensive line, can, can hold, and he said they've changed the rules. I'm, we're going to adapt, and so now he's done it. And finally, LSU with la- less miles, and finally, withdrawn were the last holdouts, and now they have gone over to to what used to be the dark side here in the SEC. Luke is absolutely right. Well, I, I, make, yeah, yeah. the other part of it, Tony,
0: I would say
1: this: yes, again, based on one game, but Alabama's defense so far has been a little too Big Twelve like for me. Yep. especially their secondary. I, I was surprised at how how much their secondary got beat by a true freshman
2: quarterback. And that that and that is a real concern. It's not it's not going to matter until they play LSU on November ninth. I mean, n- none of that's going to matter. Uh, the lack of a running game, the lack of a uh, the pass rush, and the defense. But we we will, it won't matter until Alabama plays the really good teams.
0: Right. Well, when when is that going to be?
2: <laughs> uh you know, you a, well they go to Texas A and m on October twelfth, but Texas AM's got 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 some issues, uh, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And, and everybody now knows you can beat up the quarterback. Yeah. So that's they they play they play L S U in in Tuscaloosa on November night. And then of course they got Auburn and then they may or may not play Georgia for yeah. the SEC championship.
0: And I don't I don't want to be crass about this, but, I mean, Tony, you mentioned the, all the quarterback injuries. But other than Florida, I mean, that was a key injury to a, a top uh, 10 school. Uh, none of the top, you know, 10 or 11 schools have been impacted by this. The quarterbacks we're talking about being knocked out. But when it happens to a Clemson or an Alabama or a Georgia, mm-hmm. like, what happens if Joe Burrow goes out for LSU, Jalen Hurts get, gets hurt for Oklahoma, Justin Fields at Ohio State, Ian Book, uh, you know, and I don't want to say you know anybody got lucky here, but this is you know this is it. It, it hasn't impacted the playoff contenders yet, but uh, no, it's still going to be a factor because if you're playing schools without their starting quarterback, that's gonna that's gonna help you win uh, also. But uh, getting back to the point about the the, the explosion on offense, I'm I'm wondering why they didn't think, I think I know the answer to this, but why didn't they think of this earlier? Because when you think about it now, the idea of, I mean, the reason that for the spread offenses was to neutralize, you know, if you have inferior talent, it's kind of like running the triple option at, at, at army. You're trying to neutralize your talent disadvantage. And that's why the air raid spread the field. And you, you can find fast little guys. You can't find, you know, great interior linemen. But the idea that what if you did this with great athletes? and that's what we're seeing now, Alabama, Clemson, LSU have figured it out. Uh, you know, Alabama and Clemson first. What if we ran the spread with Alabama players and and Clemson players and LSU players? Now not only do we have not only we're we spreading the field, we've got the best players and 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 look what's happening. it's it's been uh, unbelievable. So uh, and I think, you know, uh, Mark, you might have some a, a thoughts on this, but, I mean, for for many years, coaches like Saban and Ed Orgeron, they have a mentality of, you know, this physical manly football, and you have to win and run the ball in the fourth quarter. But uh, that's all changed, hasn't it? Well, it has,
3: but I, I've maintained for years, going back, you know, 20, 30 years, I still think speed is better, is better than overwhelming size and, and power. I noticed that year after year, I mean, a few times, we have the, the the big the big beast, but you're right. The, the faster, faster, quicker uh, football works. I mean, uh, Chip Kelly had it all done uh, ten years ago, and, he, and now now the game has caught, caught him up and and passed him by because he's putting the same system, in, or maybe he is I don't know what he's doing, but it's not it's not as unique anymore, and he and he's paying the price.
0: Well, well, I saw it firsthand. He he. Oklahoma's is doing it with with better players. I mean, they're running Good. they're running a the spread, but they uh, and I was on the field after the game, and you know one team was bigger than the other. I mean, bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, but you know, this is and I think Oklahoma's you know they're setting all sorts of records uh, coming out of the gate. Um, but uh, Tom, I want to get back because you wrote you wrote about this, and I don't want to forget about it. You had an interesting item in your column about. Uh, the ACC and Clemson and all that. And now you kind of postulated because the ACC looks so bad, can Clemson, we all assume Clemson could lose a game and and still get to the playoff. But uh, you, you kind of brought up the, you know, what if Clemson lost in the ACC? Could they survive a, a defeat like that? And maybe you can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm just, I don't know.
1: I was kind of speculating. I was, you know, kind of throwing it out there just to, you know, to, to kind of gauge it myself and, and, you know, to see if there's any reaction to it, but, you know, we've emphasized the, the, uh, the ACC is just maybe historically bad this year, and they're so much better, Clemson, than everybody else. The prospects of them losing is, is very slim, I would think. But if they do lose one of these games, like when we keep inexplic- inexplicable games, uh, like a Syracuse, although Syracuse was a 10-win team, I guess, when they lost them, but if they lost one of these other games, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we saw Pittsburgh look terrible against Penn State. Virginia Tech had a rally to beat Furman. We talked about the other two games. I mean, it, it, NC State getting blown up by West Virginia. West Virginia was outclassed completely by Missouri the week before. You know, Georgia Tech losing to Furman. I mean, this is historically bad. So I don't know how you could not hold it against them if they lost to one of these teams. Well, I, the, I don't. This the end of the year. Who has one loss? Who's unbeaten and all that? But I mean, if they lost to NC State, you know, a team that just got blown out by West Virginia or a Georgia Tech or you know somebody like that, Pittsburgh even. How do you how do you look past that with their schedule? Is their schedule that good? I mean, we, we know they passed the ice test. There's no question about it. They're great football team, immensely talented. That's that, not the point. That's the, the you're point right. is to get the you know the, you know the, the, the most deserving four most deserving teams. Into the
0: playoffs. Yeah. What about what about a second SEC team? We talked, Tony. We talked about the scenario of Alabama losing or LSU not winning the SEC West. Uh, and, and and you know, is their one loss worse than Clemson's one loss? That's what uh, Tom's well, thinking. I think. Well, here's here's the point. Uh, what what Lucy said that I, that I
2: wanted to make is this: I, I don't believe the committee, assuming that uh, you know. There's no, there's not three undefeated teams or something like that. Forget that. If if everybody's got one loss, there's only one of the team that's got no losses. I don't see the committee leaving out a 12 and one Clemson ACC champion that's won two out of the last three national champions, but championships. But what the, the ACC, the 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 weak ACC could do to Clemson is it could cost them the number one seed. I mean, think about this. We get let's let Clemson goes 13. Years. But when this and and the only team that's any good at all that they've beaten, the only ranked team they've beaten is Texas A&M. Let's say Alabama is sitting there at 13 and 0, and they've beaten Texas A&M, and they've beaten LSU, and they've beaten Auburn, and they've beaten Georgia in the SEC championship game. If they're 13 and 0, they have to get that number one seed over Clemson at 13 and 0 because Alabama has played a decidedly better schedule. Now, why is that important? The number one seed gets to play the semifinals in Atlanta. The other team, the the second seed, will go out to Arizona. So I think that's a... The weakness of the ACC could cost... It it won't cost Clemson a spot in the playoffs, but it could cost them the number one seed. (laughs) I, I,
3: I, I, I think that if it's, it's Clemson loses an ACC game, right, and so they, they're twelve and one, they they won the ACC title. They're sitting there, and what, what all about to LSU when I want to know about is LSU. But LSU only watch. You think they're going to take Clemson over LSU, really? <laughs> Clemson, really?
2: Clemson as wait a minute, wait a minute. Clemson as an ACC champion, <laughs> who's won two <laughs> out of the last three national championships, <laughs> who, who, who who have played at a crummy conference, but they did beat. Texas a okay? and okay. LSU have have the, would have
3: beaten they Texas. They would have had the 16th best point over LSU. No, but they, but they, they, LSU would have beaten Texas, and would have beaten
2: Auburn. That is true.
0: <laughs> well, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, to, and Tony, Tony it,
1: my, my only my only dispute with what you said, I agree. 99.9 percent. If the committee dares to, to suggest what you did, because they've been in the playoffs for the past three years. No. Or one or two the oh, they never say no, it out don't loud. History, <laughs> history matters. So.
0: <laughs> they're not going to say it out loud. It's
1: based, on, it's based on this year and now. I don't Supposed care to be? What they did Ten years ago, I don't care what they did last year. Two years ago, they had a different quarterback. It's a, that's irrelevant to me. We're talking about strictly this year. They have to have some vision and base everything on this year. I don't care who made it four years ago, three years now. coming up. Otherwise, we're never going to get new teams in. But that's what it's based that's on. It's because
0: they one every year, and they're going to get in every year. And uh, and you know Tony, A uh, and M in this scenario is probably going to have three or four losses, right? So this A and M, right, this big win over, they already have one, and they're and if and if everything plays out, they're going to lose two or three more, I think. Uh, uh, so, so you can count on it. Right. So they're going to be oh, they're going to be fourteen in the ACC, polls. ACC championship. What what if what wins with one loss? What's the value of that title? What Euro. about what about one loss Oklahoma or one loss Ohio State right. in the Big 10? That's right. You know, uh and Oklahoma could have uh, might have beaten Texas uh, twice, you know, in this scenario. Well, that, so, you know.
2: Is, is it just that's why the historical? That's why the historical. Badness <laughs> to use the word of the of the ACC, it, it's going. It could catch up with Clemson. I just don't think it's going to catch up to him enough to keep him out of the playoffs. Uh so
1: isn't, isn't this isn't this a similar similar argument to the Pac twelve not getting a, a one loss team in because the conference is so was has been watered down.
0: Yeah, it's kind yeah. Of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but uh, you get back, you, you know, t- Tom, you're on it. It's the eyeball test, and Clemson, we all know Clemson is great, but it should be based on what they've done this year. I, I agree, but you can't, you can't, you know, eliminate that from your mind. You're going, well, that, you know, re- this really is the best team, but I, you know, but they're not, you know, they just well, lost it, you know, whatever. So. They're
2: not going to lose. You can put them in now, okay, because they're not going to yeah, lose.
0: I don't think so, yeah, I don't think so. For either.
2: all the reasons we just mentioned, because, they don't play anybody that's any good. They agree with
0: that, yes. <laughs> Right, they rem- they remind well, me it's of. Fun
2: to
1: speculate <laughs> about anyway
0: for, uh, for a day. Uh, they remind so, me of uh, you know a UNLV when uh, you know when they used when they won the national title and they went to all those final fours out of the big my Big West conference with you know Cal State Fullerton and Long Beach and, and Fresno and uh, you know they so dominated a, a weak conference, but uh, yeah we-, we you know. It- it- I don't think it's gonna matter. Let's get back to uh uh Tony, what was the best thing you saw this weekend? And I uh, you know, there's probably several choices, but the best thing you saw?
2: Uh the best thing I saw was Kentucky having a twenty one to six lead on Florida. They knocked the cornerback out. And a quarterback by the name of Kyle Trask, who wasn't even the starting quarterback on his high school team, came to Florida because they offered him a scholarship because some coach saw him on a film and said, hey, this other guy's pretty, pretty smart. He, he did not win the job over Felipe Franks, but decided to stay in school and work on his master's degree. And everybody told him to go into the portal, and he didn't. And then all of a sudden, he's out there with the game on the line Saturday night. And they score nineteen straight points and win win the game. And now mm-hmm. he's the starting quarterback for the University of Florida.
0: Yep. Uh, Mark, what's what's the best thing you saw this weekend? I know you know your, your options are limited because you saw. I know you they, saw Boston limited, College.
3: But I'll, I'll tell you, and what's what's what, going to be proven out over the next several weeks. Uh, Virginia's a pretty gritty team, and, and what they've done. I mean, I, I know they would beat the a bad the State team at home. But they came back a couple of times, and and and, and they they have the attitude that they're going to win. Um, and it was, it was, you know, and they, they won in the last couple of minutes by coming back from behind against, like I said, a, a, a bad part Florida State team. But they they might have something going now. Brock Lindholm has done a, a good job of, re- of building. They called them back up to where um, it, it used to be, you know. And I I think that's the best thing I saw in terms of the ACC. I mean, but after, other than that. I mean, Florida's win was was impressive coming back, I and mean, with a second string quarterback, I mean, that was impressive. Um, well,
0: uh, that was what, about it. Does Clemson does does Virginia play Clemson or is that, is that a miss? That's that's a
3: crossover game. You will play Clemson in, in the ACC title uh, game, and
0: sure if they get that far. Well, I I don't understand the ACC. The, the, so Virginia is not playing Clemson. Yeah, they, 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 but, they
3: have. They, they have. Each team has one permanent crossover game, right? And then they mix and match so they play six. They play six uh, um, teams in their, in their own in their own division. One crossover game, you know, and then one other game that they, they put, it, put in for the eight games.
0: Yeah, uh, and, that's what and, they do. And Wake Forest and uh, North Carolina have to play a non-conference conference game. Yeah,
3: that, that's 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 not a big – you know. tell you the truth, I thought about when I saw it, saw it. I kind of strapped my head, but that's not a bad way for, for teams to get. You know, well, 1-8 one, one, games if they, if they have trouble
0: scheduling. I mean, I, I don't think that's a horrible idea. Tony, I want to see yeah, uh,
2: – I'll yeah. tell, tell you exactly what happened on that deal. They, looked, they were they were making their schedules down the road, and, you know, Wake Forest, because they're in opposite divisions, Wake Forest rotates on North Carolina's schedule. And they're saying, why, you know, why should we leave the state to get a non-conference game? This is one of the oldest rivalries – in the history of the, a- of the South, they, they the schools are an hour and a half apart. They just said, "Let's just play
0: each other," and it takes care of one of my non-conference games. I want I want to see Al- uh, Alabama and Georgia do that, Tony. It's a, they they only <laughs> play, they play every 15 years on the crossover. So why, why wouldn't why, wouldn't that
2: be fun? You, that be, would,
3: hey,
0: sure. The, one year w- one year we had to wait till the national title game for those t- teams in the meet. Well.
2: <laughs> Guys, I'll tell you this. I'll share this little nugget with you. Uh, I just got back for a while. I'm, I'm headed. I stopped to do this call, but I'm headed home from Athens, where I talked to the University of Georgia officials today. And our good friend, Claude Felton, Georgia is expecting the largest crowd in the history of the University of Georgia on Saturday. And if you count the people who are coming without tickets, they They are planning. For another eighty thousand to ninety thousand people oh, to be in geez. Athens without tickets. Wow, that's what the plan Whoa. is. Wow. Whoa. What do you
0: saying? Yeah. Well, why would anybody well, come? Are, yeah. Why would it? Well, are,
2: listen, they do. It, it, people want to be here for this event. This is a, literally a once in a lifetime event. Notre Dame is not coming coming back to Athens in our lifetime. You know they went up there two years ago and won, where a Georgia fans somehow got a hole of forty thousand tickets uh, <laughs> at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, so it, this this will be this will be a scene unlike I've been going to Georgia since I was a little boy. Uh, there, there, there's this will be a historic scene uh, in Athens on Saturday night.
0: Right, uh, Tom Lucci. What was the best best thing you saw uh, over the weekend? Or heard about or I read about.
1: Two things. Well, first two things. One was on the field. I, I don't know that you're ever going to see a better catch and run than uh, Alabama's Najee Harris. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw it, if you've seen it, if you haven't, oh. 10 times. When he catches the ball and just shrugs off the guy like he's an annoying uh, mosquito, <laughs> then leaps the next defender and then shrugs off a lineman again like he's a mosquito on the way to the end zone. That's a ridiculous run. Wow. I mean, that's the epitome of athleticism, strength in athleticism. That's yep. the first. I I say, if you haven't seen it, watch it because you'll want to watch it 10 times. The other one is, uh, and Tony, I don't know if you addressed this, but what a classy gesture by the Georgia fans for yep. Arkansas that tank out. I love that. I love when uh, college fan bases embrace things that go above and beyond football and show that they kind of get it. I just, my hat's off to the Georgia fans. I thought that was a tremendous gesture, and obviously Blake Anderson was was moved by it, too, because uh, it
2: it just was all class by the Georgia fans. It was was amazing how that thing grew. A couple of people suggested it, and all of a sudden, I will say that is one thing that social media does well, is that it, it, it mobilizes a lot of people in a short amount of time. And uh, you know, I tweeted out a bunch. Of, it was just it was incredible to watch. And you're right, the, uh, the the coach at Arkansas State was moved to tears. It was just
0: it yeah. was it was a
2: good day for college football.
0: That really that really was that was unbelievable. Uh, best best thing I saw, and I saw it in person. And it's not a thing; it is a, a person. But it was Jalen Hurts. Uh, I went to the Rose Bowl to see what I knew I knew I was going to see. Oklahoma trouncing um, UCLA at the the Rose Bowl, but uh, Jalen Hurts was magnificent. I mean, he had 100 yards rushing in the first quarter, uh, 200 100 uh, yard game by halftime, and uh, I didn't realize Tony. uh, You know, uh, being down on the field after the game, uh, boy, he's a big kid. He's big because he's so he's so athletic and. You know, you kind of you don't realize how how big he is. But what I I went to his press conference. Uh, you want to talk about a, a, a chip, a chip on your his shoulder. Uh, he is just you can see that he's uh, he he has something to prove, uh, yep. and and he's doing it. And, and we're I know we're only three you know three weekends in, but has there been a better player? Uh, you know, you could—I guess—you could say Tua or somebody else, but it's hard to argue. There's been a better, better player after three weeks than J- Jalen Hurts, Tony. Uh, if you want to, yeah, I give
2: I give Lincoln Riley a lot of credit. I think we all wondered how Lincoln Riley was going to take that skill set
0: and make
2: it effective within the scope of his offense, and now yeah. we know. Uh, we know exactly. He knew exactly what he was doing, and uh, Think about Jalen Hurts' career at Alabama. As, as a true freshman, he scores what looks like is going to be or certainly has a chance to be the winning touchdown in the national championship game against Clemson. It's ran off like a 25-yard run with about a couple minutes left. Of course, Clemson comes back and wins the game. All right? And then his sophomore year, he gets banged up and he isn't moving the ball He's, he takes Alabama to the national championship game and then struggles to move the ball. And at halftime, they go with Tua Tano, and Waloa, who right. ends up throwing the wing touchdown and ends up being the starting quarterback. All right. So his third year in Alabama, they get to the SEC championship game. Tua gets banged up, uh, and Jalen Hurts comes off the bench and wins the SEC championship game. So in three years, he had played in two national championship games, almost won one of them, won an SEC championship, and now he's now he's not the starting quarterback in Alabama. So wherever he went, he was going to have something to prove. He said, "Look, hey, I've had a pretty good career. I'm like what? I'm 26 and two. I'm I'm 29 and two as a starting quarterback yeah. in my life, and that's that ain't bad." Yeah
0: then you know he, he he we were there he did win the national championship for Alabama he led the team down the field right against clemson and had uh clemson not come back and hunter Renfro made that play in the last play jalen hurts would have been a national champ you know he, he so there's nothing he could have done to prevent what happened at the end of that game uh so you could just you can you could see it you could it's in his attitude and his demeanor and he's basically saying I haven't done anything yet and he's really just really just brushing off any sort of praise it's like you know i've I've, I've been praised before and I've, been, I've I've seen where that's that's gotten me but it'll be interesting to watch um uh we' we'll, we'll get you know we'll get into worse things I saw. I could tell you the worst worst thing I saw this weekend again was the officiating. Uh, and particularly in the you know, the Pac-12. Once again, uh, I don't know if you if you guys saw this, but the Pac-12 had to apologize again last night for blowing the end of the 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 Pac-12's biggest win was Arizona State winning at Michigan State, um, and then they should have Arizona State should have been called for a leaping penalty at the end of uh, of a missed field goal. Um, once again, and then Tony, uh, the North Carolina. Uh, should have got. Uh, is, am I reading this right? They should have got one second on the clock. Yes,
2: there was there was one second left. As soon as, soon as the North Carolina, play, first of all, the North Carolina players should have stepped out of bounds earlier. Yeah. But as soon as he steps out, Matt Brown holds up one finger and says, "There's one second left." And every time the TV guys replayed it, there was one second left. The officials had run out the tunnel, hopped in the car, and were well, gone. Okay, <laughs> so so the, the <laughs> ACC. The ACC has to apologize for not managing the end of that game. Correctly, there should have been one second left.
0: Well, Tony, we know Matt Mac Brown w- got that one second at Texas. You know, he didn't. He didn't get in North Carolina. <laughs>
2: There's <but>. no doubt. <laughs> oh, oh, just by the, by the way, that, 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 that Michigan State Arizona State game, I am. I stayed at home Saturday. I am watching that game uh, at my at my daughter's house, and. I'm sitting with a former college football official, and as soon as that play <laughs> at the end of the game, as soon as that kid missed the field goal, I said, they missed the leap over the top, yeah, I said they, they what? He said, watch it again. The guy leap left over the top. That's an automatic 15-yard penalty, and he was right. And so yeah,
0: I would I would feel just, sorry for yeah, i feel sorry for Michigan State, except they had kicked the the, the game time field goal, but they had 12 men on the field, so uh, there's no guarantee that. Uh, Michigan State would have gone on. To, they, they weren't exactly crisp in the last minute of that game. Oh. Or, but. Uh, oh, here,
2: here's another thing. I talked to somebody about that play, and here's what I did not know. The guy responsible on your kick team for the number of guys on the field is the holder, okay? The holder only has to count to nine. <laughs>
1: Once he gets to nine, he counts himself, and he counts the kicker eleven. <laughs>
2: So he had, he had 10 guys in front of him and missed it. <laughs> it's his job to get nine. count himself, count to 50, got 11, let's
0: go. Right. So. But, you know, and, and again, the Pac-12, uh, you know, they had a couple of really big marquee losses, for, uh, but uh, that was a signature win for them. They, then they end up with, I couldn't believe this. They, had, they have six teams ranked in the top 25. Uh, for a league that's that's ridiculed, so I mean, so they, they actually have this this positive moment, and then they all they have sort of have to give it all back Sunday night, <laughs> and one I'm sure it's going to be a series of apologies on Sunday nights, uh, for this season. But uh, they can't win for losing, but it's uh, it, it is amazing they can't even they can't take advantage of their advantages. Um, anything, uh, anything else bothering anybody out there or? or, or well, mark... this, one of the big one of the big game, probably
1: should overlook Michigan at Wisconsin
0: oh yeah oh, yeah we'll, big
1: we'll, game
0: week. yeah we'll get we'll get to that how are we doing on time David where are we at uh we're about uh
1: we're about 34
0: 35 minutes in okay yeah that's geez, time flies uh so yeah we'll let's we'll get into the uh the, the upcoming games I did want to mention before we move on uh, UCLA and Stanford you know I, I, could, I could not imagine before the start of the season that these two teams, the last two weeks, they've given up 151 points in their last two games. for uh, And Stanford was, uh, I don't know what's going on with them, but I uh, thought I'd throw that in. Um, and let's get to some games. Uh, Tony, you sort of covered Notre Dame at Georgia. Is there anything else yeah. we're missing other than the... Uh, uh, the obvious uh, – I don't know why all these people are storming into a game where one team's favored by 14. I mean, what's the what's the appeal? <laughs> it's it's going to be a hell
2: of a tailgate. <laughs> it's all about the tailgate. Right. It's all about the, – well, the, the, the game to keep you on the SEC is, is Auburn at Texas A&M, okay?
0: Uh,
2: Auburn's gotten off to a decent start. Their, their young quarterback is sort of up and down, got one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, and they're going to get better, but they're going to Texas A&M. That that's one to keep your eye on. You know, Florida, Tennessee, it used to be appointment to TV, and it's not anymore. But yeah. it may be an interesting, may be an interesting game. Uh, we'll uh, um, Tony. We'll see, but th- those those are the two ones I've got in my own.
0: No, Tony, you're missing one, and I, this is a, this is an in- intriguing game to me. Cal at Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, those are the. <laughs> yeah. these, these are the games that I, you know, I circle because, you know, Cal is in, is a pretty good team. They 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 won at Washington. I mean, they're they're very good defensively. I'd say they're on par with Utah in the Pac-12 defensively. With Justin Wilcox, their offense is you know, struggles to score. But uh, could Ole Miss? Uh, when I saw Ole Miss lose to Memphis. How, how how would a Cal loss in in Oxford go down? Or is that just – do they expect it now? I don't know.
2: I'm sure Ole Miss expects – their fans expect them to beat Cal because, after all, Cal was in Pack 12 <laughs> But uh, it's not, that's, just, that's just the way they look at it. Okay? Right. But the fact of the matter is, is the Ole Miss defense is, is is pretty bad. They've gotten a little bit better under Mike McIntyre. The offense, they've, they've had a tough time figuring out what they want to be. Uh, Rich Rodriguez is, is working that I it's not
0: going to surprise me at all if Cal wins that game. Yeah, uh, Tom Lucci, you mentioned Michigan at Wisconsin. Uh, I think we're kind of—I was sort of—I I know I have. I've—I've I've sort of been sleeping on Wisconsin. I didn't know that they were going to. I didn't know what to make of them this year, but they—they—they they, they certainly look better than Michigan. And I, I, do you think do you expect Michigan to lose that game?
1: I. I well. Wisconsin, you know, again, you have to see who they play, but they haven't given up a point this
0: year. That's correct. Uh, well, I, think I think there's
1: only two groups in the country. So, uh, yeah, and, and uh, I don't know. Based on what we've seen, the early returns on Michigan, they don't they need to step it up a little bit? <laughs> I mean, you can't, if, they, if the last memory is that i game, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know if they're ready to go into Wisconsin with this team, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, who I don't know.
0: And, I don't either. Uh, I don't know
1: one other one, a uh, cross-conference game? Yeah. Uh, just because I'm an all-time guy, SMU at TCU. Oh, 30. wow. First time since, I think, 84, and we know what happened back then. Right, Glow? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Payroll,
2: you couldn't get. I mean, payroll, you couldn't you keep.
1: Know? The payroll, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, that's right. Ron Meyer, uh, yeah. Yep. Um, um, so I think that could be a little, bit, little tricky. I don't know how good SMU is, and I think we've seen a little – it takes you start to get a little better and better in their two games. But uh, that might be an interesting game
0: because of the old wedge match and rivalry and you know, being so close. Very, uh, Mark Blouchin. I'm going to give you this one, the screaming BC Eagles at Rutgers. Oh, it's, 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 game it's, of the I mean, week. Game of the week.
3: Absolutely, and in, in, in a totally negative way because, <laughs> of course, it's being played at SHI, you know, Technology Stadium at Rutgers, and you make what you want out of that. But BC now has a chance to go back to back losing to and I think that's harder to do than beating Clemson, beating Clemson and Alabama back to back. I think losing to those two teams back to back weeks is more difficult than ever. And uh, and I think I think if BC is two and two after after uh, that happens, then Stephen you better start worrying about another job because I mean it can go south real quickly for, for BC. And
0: the other game I'm looking you, at is uh, FIU. You guys are the game of the week. You say W-E-A-K? Week, yeah. <laughs> it, could it could be. Game of the, the week. What's
3: your, uh, what's your other game, Blau? The other game is, is FIU. It's Friday night. I mean, USC is now in trouble. If, 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 if they lose to, to Utah, I mean, we could be looking, you know, it could go south for USC really quick,
2: like you pointed
0: out. Oh, it's going south. Yeah. Um, the, the the fallout of the the fallout from the uh, the BYU loss has ar- has already been and Graham Harrell who was uh, looked so good as an offensive coordinator uh, after the BYU game he he got out up he was on the next flight out he was not available for comment there was a big rift about whether who was actually calling the plays in overtime sure looked like Clay Hilton was calling him and not Graham Harrell uh, but uh, yeah plus we we didn't you know we didn't get to this last week because it hadn't, hadn't happened yet but Lynn Swan is out as AD uh they're looking for a new AD um it was just it was funny because Oklahoma wasn't in town Joe Castiglione one of the great ADs in the country spoke at the the uh, quarterbacks club in Pasadena and, and just it was just the, the timing of it all and I, I saw Joe Saturday and was you know was trying to I was giving him real estate tips about L.A. and you know not to worry about the ca- the gas prices and all that so he just kind of rolled his eyes I don't see him taking that job but the next AD at USC is going to hire the next coach uh, and if Bob Stoops is really interested in this job and I think that he might be uh, you know he may say I'm not going without Joe and I don't I don't know why anybody would leave Oklahoma at this point but uh, just a lot of a lot of fun stuff out there to to a contemplate. Um, that's about it for the Pac-12. Uh, UCLA at Washington State. I mean UCLA is just you know, dreadful. Colorado, Arizona State, and uh, you know Oregon at Stanford uh, looked like a good game a couple weeks ago. Oregon has always struggled against Stanford, and uh, they are at Stanford now. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see that as a as a big game. Before we get out of here, real quick, the ESPN 150. Greatest teams were announced last week. We didn't get to that either. I'm wondering if anybody has a thought on. Uh, I'll just read you the top five. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't really see a lot of 1971 Nebraska. I know they were great. Number uh, 71 Nebraska is the number one team of all time, according to ESPN. Uh, number two, two thousand four USC. Number three, 1972 USC. And number four, 1995 Nebraska, and number five. Uh, last year, Clemson. Um, okay, so anybody, you know, any uh, anybody uh, have a problem with that? I would. I thought my the best team, I thought I would have had nineteen ninety five Nebraska uh, right. at number one, but but I, you know, I didn't see seventy one Nebraska. Mark, you're the oldest one here, I think. What, what, what well, do we I make? I have of
3: one that? problem. I'm surprised Tony hasn't said
1: it. The top five teams of all
0: time, that one SEC team in that group. Are you t- the, me? The, right. I think the huh. the, the first SC, the first SEC team is seventy nine uh, Alabama. Alabama. At number yeah, number eight. That's the first SEC team. So.
3: I mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I, that's
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't agree with that, but I deal with great. Not, I saw nineteen seventy one Nebraska on television. Okay, they had, a, they had a game of the century against Oklahoma. That was a great, great team. I mean, you talking about Jerry Cady and Kenny and. Rich Glover, and a lot of damn great players, like I'd But the 1995 Nebraska team is the best football team I've ever seen. I,
0: I would bet, put them number one. I'll bet you Steve Spurrier would agree with you, Tony, on that. He, <laughs> he saw it firsthand. Uh, to Tom Lucci, it's it's so hard to compare uh, eras, and I, I guess you kind of got to look at him in the context of, of the times, but you know, would 1971 Nebraska really have a chance against last year's Clemson team?
1: yeah really can't do that. But, I mean, was, yeah, I know. The you can't. The Yankees win their division, the ALEs? I don't think so. I don't know. But um, I did see that team. I was old enough to watch that team. ABC, Chris Shankle, watching on mm-hmm. ABC. Uh, Nebraska, the uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma game was phenomenal. Johnny Rogers.
2: Johnny John Rogers, yeah.
1: The big yeah, with the Big turn. I think the only thing I would say is, I, I don't know where they are. But the best team not to play in the national championship game was 2001 Miami. I'll never uh, forget. No, they were and
0: didn't get in. Right. Yeah.
1: Nebraska. Go
2: Nebraska got
0: in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. the next year's team, Tom, uh, did that. Did that? Did win the championship and routed Nebraska uh, in yeah. the Rose Bowl. They They finished number seven. So that kind of gives you an idea where maybe the team. Before that, had they got they gotten the chance to play in that game and won it, I would imagine right. they would have been they would have been in the top ten all time. I
1: think because I covered so many of those Miami games during that era, I, I'm a little partial to them because I really thought they were talented. Yeah, I mean they, they just oozed talent. Right. those teams. So um, that would be me. I'd have one of those Miami teams probably up a little higher. Um, you know that that would be probably my only beat, but that seventy one Nebraska team for as long as I was growing up. Was regarded as the best team of all time. So, well, you know, I guess I guess to that point, I know we've had 50 years since then, but and there's been a lot of good teams, but uh, you know, based well, on their era and what they accomplished.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, out, out here it was, it was actually the team the next year, 72 USC. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people out west, and they finished number three all time. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that that they were the greatest team um for a long time but you know it's 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 fun to argue and discuss but right. uh i didn't see many big well other than i guess the big 10 could take credit for nebraska now yeah, i'm sure they'll, they'll put out a press release on that uh the big 10 team finishes number one all time but i didn't see many michigans and ohio states in the certainly not in the top 10 anyway good stuff right, well, i think we're done uh thank you tom thank you mark thank you tony Uh, for another great week of discussion and i think we are done and adios till next week
1: see you next week